0: into the me, to this. it's tuesday the 26th of october welcome to afternoon sport tim gilbert here i'm joined by my co-host shane lee now he's at two birthdays uh his two daughters have had birthdays uh back to back one week apart now the sushi train went beautifully and there was sashimi it all took 25 minutes last night didn't go so well for you my friend had a bit of an issue with the
1: chilli. I did, mate. Well, Zara chose her favourite little restaurant. a little place mm-hmm. in Neutral Bay called the Italian Street Kitchen. And um, I think I may have, may have had too much chilli there on my pizza, Timmy. Oh. So I just paid for it just then, mate. <laughs> I
0: went into <laughs> Oh, We've got a stack of sports to talk about. Justin Langer back in the media. Oh, surprise, surprise. Big dramas with the ashes and good news when I say dramas, good news for England because Ben Stokes is going to be added to the squad. Boxing feuds, we've got soccer, AFL, NRL. Oh, there's so much to talk about. Now, there's nothing like a healthy head of hair. Shane, when I first met you, those blonde flowing locks, well, they had a life of their own. (laughs)
1: Yes, Timmy. As they say, look after your hair and everything else will take care of itself. Now, I've got something for you too, Timmy, even with that silver fox look. It's called main Hair Care.
0: Oh, main Hair Care.
1: I know it. I absolutely love it. Yes, mate. Specialized men's hair care. Targeting scalp conditions to stimulate scalp and over time improve growth.
0: Oh, it's a fantastic product, it really is. I also note that it's all Australian, fully organic ingredients, Shane.
1: Yep, not only will you look good, but the scent is just wonderful. Main hair care, I'm going to get it on today. And that's spelled M A N E, mainhaircare.com.
0: Now, Shane, is there any chance that Justin Langer might just go quietly? In the background, coach this cricket team. Uh, every second week. Every And it's not him talking
1: every second week, but there's something about him every second week. There is, mate. Um, you don't hear boo from a goose from him uh, when, when we lose a match, but uh, we win a match and he's, he's in the press again. Um, look, he was just sort of saying that he welcomed um, the whole sort of review uh, with the senior management at Cricket Australia. I can't really believe that. He said it was a humbling experience um, and he really welcomed the process. But... Uh, yeah, I saw him slapping the back of uh, Maxwell after the first win and sort of mucking around uh, with him in the in the, in the the dugout. And um, yeah, he seems quite jovial at the moment, but we'll see how this tournament pans out. But uh, yeah, I just don't like seeing the coach in the press all the time. And maybe that's not his fault, but uh, yeah, too much from him. And I want to see more from the players.
0: Yeah, well, look, I, I certainly don't sort of go with the whole view that there shouldn't be a cricket coach, but lots of old timers mm. say, well, I don't know about cricket coaches, they should be... You know, the leadership be in the hands of the captains and then structure them. That, that's old school to the point where it just wouldn't exist anymore. But cricket coaches are different to football coaches and other sports. They do need to play. A lesser role
1: yeah I, I agree mate and and as I said mate you don 't want to see the coach commenting about personal sort of reviews and and bringing it up and saying how he welcomed it and and clearly he was he was put off by this whole situation uh, and being confronted by you know, a, a playing group now that has a lot more power than they used to have and um yeah, you know, Justin's sort of got to take this on a chin, either get on with it and, and start winning some matches. Otherwise, as I said before, mate, he won't be doing the job for that much longer.
0: There's been drama between India and Pakistan politically. Obviously, um, we know that. And it spills over into cricket. For some time, they didn't play against each other. And we've seen lots and lots of times, whether it be in test matches or one day, where, um where this, this feud between the two countries bubbles to the surface. And
1: it's happened again at the T20 World Cup. Yeah, it has, mate. Um, the rivalry between India and Pakistan is, is deep-seated, mate. It goes way back. Um, as you said, mate, they haven't played against each other. They haven't toured each other's countries for a long time. Um, and then it's, it was Pakistan's first win against India in any ICC World Cup. And they've really, really turned on the Indian fast bowler, Muhammad Shami. He's the only Muslim in that team. And they've really, really turned on him on social media, calling him a traitor and saying he's a disgrace. Which is really, really poor this guy's been a fantastic um, player for India for, for many years. It's good to see some ex players like VVX Laxman from India coming out and defending um, Shemi because, you know, it's not his fault he had a bad game, and, but he had a calling for blood in India, particularly on Shemi.
0: Oh, they can be tough burning and mm. effigies and all sorts yep.
1: of things happen over
0: there when it comes to cricket. But, uh, yeah, it's not going to go away in a hurry. I still remember that 1996 World Cup match in Calcutta and Clive Lloyd had to go onto the field. The whole thing got called off yeah. at Eden Gardens. So, yeah, um, it, uh, it's a difficult, difficult one in the world of cricket, that one. Now, Ben Stokes, the New Zealander back for England.
1: He is, mate, and um, really, really good news for the for the Poms, mate. He makes a massive difference to the balance of this England cricket team. Um, look, he's coming back from two finger operations, um, and he's having a he was having a mental health break too last season. Mm. Um, so he's all recharged now, ready to go. Um, I want to see the Aussies giving a little bit of chin music, mate, and test his finger out early doors. Um, yeah. So, uh, but as I said, mate, he makes a big, big difference to the balance of that side. Oh, he does. He's an outstanding cricketer. And it
0: plays to what you and I were discussing a few weeks ago where we said that this squad that they've announced won't be the squad entirely as we watch it this summer because they've got Ben Stokes in the wings. He's already come in. And we've got other players playing in the Big Bash who I would be surprised we don't see a couple of cameos there. So they've got a pretty strong squad to pick from. Now, Sean Marsh um, has... uh, has risen again. He's he's been a funny old player, hasn't he? Been very very talented at times. At at other times, look very vulnerable. But uh, back uh, back at the top for
1: WA. Yeah, he's a real enigma, Sean Marsh. He has been throughout his whole career. He's he's played a lot, been given a lot a lot of chances. Um, when you watch him bat, he he can take down the best bowlers in the world. Um, and on his day he is brilliant Um, he just scored eighty not out of 60 balls again at at 38 years of age he always puts his hand up you always think oh gee whiz maybe this is his year and um, it sort of never comes to fruition but um, he's still a very very good player and I think he's going to be playing for probably another four or five years in domestic cricket. What about the Australian Open there seems to be mixed information in and around the whole
0: unvaccinated situation Novak Djokovic they're calling him Novak Djokovic and look there's a little bit of this going on in rugby league some interesting messaging coming out of of the game of uh, nrl but the australian open um what do you make of all this with this leaked email
1: look i think it makes sense i think it's just going to be it's pretty common sense as well is um the fact that this leaked email just sort of says that unvaccinated players will be able to um, participate but they'll mm-hmm. have to go through a two-week lockdown and have regular testing every day like players had prior to um the vaccine coming in whilst Um, players who are fully vaccinated will will be able to move around freely so it's really really up to the individual here and um, yeah I know what I'd rather be doing if I could come to all the way to Australia and be able to go to fantastic restaurants in Melbourne and, and walk around and participate or get locked in your room for the whole time I know which one I'd choose
0: yeah, and that uh, that does make sense, doesn't it? Just yeah. like uh, okay, yep. there, there's that lane way, or there's that lane way. Yeah. You either take the green the green line or the amber line. Um, mm. Yeah, it doesn't uh, make a lot of sense, does it? To um, not just come out here and do whatever you want. And what about Tom Brady? That six hundred and sixty eight thousand dollar snub. They're saying because the ball that went into the crowd. Tell me more.
1: Tom Brady's forty four years of age. He's just reached another milestone. He threw a career record six hundredth career touchdown. For Tampa Bay's uh, thirty-eight to three win over Chicago, um, but yeah, I, I think it was to do with with a, a ball that went to the crowd and and they got the ball back, um, and they've worked out it was worth six hundred and sixty-eight thousand um, dollars on the market, and so some uh, some punter in the crowd would be pretty disappointed now reading those numbers. Now boxing, there's a feud or there's a couple of feuds. Paul Gallon, Josh Alloyer, explode. Well said, Josh Alloyer. I didn't know how to say that, uh, Timmy, but um, yeah, Paul Gallon. Well. What do you expect, mate? There's a fight coming up, so they're having a go at each other on social media. Who would have thought? Um, uh, a sort of saying that he wants to fight, uh, I think it's six two-minute rounds, mm. and Gallon said, no way I'm doing that against you, mate. You're an absolute flop. So the, the words are being exchanged prior to a fight. As I said, Timmy, who would have thought? Yeah, as long as Paul gets his...
0: Uh- cash, I suppose, at the end of the show. Now, uh, it, I can beat them. Barry Hall he's uh, come out with fighting fight. Well, he look, he looks like a specimen, always has, hasn't he, Barry Hall? Of course, a mighty AFL player, and he's uh, had a bit of a crack, not only at Paul Gallen, but Sonny Bill Williams.
1: Yeah, he has, mate, and um, he's been wanting to fight. Since he had that uh, the, the tied fight with Paul Gallen, uh, he's been wanting to fight uh, Sonny Bill Williams. Um, at the time, Sonny Bill was sort of coming into full retirement from footy and and Barry Hall saying, Well, mate, that was two years ago now. You said you were gonna fight and Sonny Bill goes, Mate, I just want to get I want to get my training right first. So there's a bit of a standoff there. But uh Barry Hall, he is one mean mother, I tell you. I remember that punch he, I can't remember if he punched on the field, but I reckon the guy still hasn't woken up. Yeah, oh
0: absolutely. So um yeah, Barry Hall, big bustling, bruising Barry Hall. Um what about this um situation with Lionel Messi? They're keeping him quiet, aren't they, for PSG? And There was security problems as well. Uh, Look, sometimes
1: soccer in France can bubble to the surface, and uh, this bitter clash with Marseille. Yeah, this is the the real big, um, the real rivalry between PSG, Paris Saint Germain, and Marseille. It was a nil all draw, and once again, Messi kept scoreless. Um, uh, So they're starting to throw stuff on the field now, mate. They're they're rioting, and um, to the point where where when Neymar took a corner, the riot police had to stand in front of him with shields to stop bottles being thrown at him. Um, from, from the stand. So it's a bit of a. A tough situation over there. They pay these guys a lot of money. That doesn't mean you can throw stuff at them, but um, yeah, they, they want their pound of flesh, that's for sure.
0: Yeah, I wonder what they're doing at Man United after losing 5-0. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> they're blowing up after a nil all draw. Um, yeah, so uh, look, I mean, I don't think he's going to worry too much. He still uh, what, pockets half the uh, GDP of a small yes. nation in the Pacific. Now, this is good news with the AFL because we saw the grand final, the Melbourne Demons' first grand final win since 1954, but it happened in Perth. It was almost to script that things were going to happen in an odd way for the Melbourne Demons, but there's now an opportunity for their legion of fans, and they've got many, many, many uh, red legs fans to celebrate it at the MCG. I know
1: it comes a bit late, but still nice. Oh, it's unreal, and uh, uh, my in-laws are from Melbourne, and they just sort of said the whole vibe down there at the moment is unreal. Um, people are out and about. It feels like they've been released from prison, uh, but this is wonderful for the for the Melbourne fans. As you said, Timmy, they didn't get a chance to see their team after 57 years, and they will fill out the MCG. You watch with with a real celebration. They're talking early December to do this. Uh, people can come in and um, and pay their respects and show their appreciation to the Melbourne Football Club and what they did this year.
0: Now this is an odd story. This one coming out of the Roosters. Now the Roosters have conducted their own investigation into this, and now there looks like there'll be an NRL investigation into James Tedesco and a comment that he made outside a pub um, regarding Squid Game. Now, Squid Game's this really popular show that's come out of Korea.
1: Uh, It's Look, it's pretty damning if it's true. Yeah, well, but the Roosters are saying unequivocally that uh, there was no intention directed at this young girl who's Vietnamese. Um, She's claiming, alleging that it was um, James Tedesco who – Uh, used a Squid Game reference towards her, and he said he was purely talking about it with his mates. It wasn't directed at her. And James Sadesco, and he's a class act, so I I can't see him doing this. So hopefully it's just a miscommunication here and um, the girl wasn't offended. Um, and James Sadesco didn't do anything wrong. So uh, I think we hopefully we just move on with that one. Yeah, it would certainly
0: seem out of character, that's for sure. Definitely. Now, uh, a bit of Formula One news. Australian driver Daniel Ricciardo looks like he's got a new girlfriend.
1: He's struggling, isn't he? Oh, <laughs> Ricciardo. Well, he's dating, um, well, allegedly dating, the, the, uh, the daughter of a former uh, Formula One driver, um, Gerhard Berger. So it's Heidi Berger. Um, she's a model, mate, and um, yeah, dating a model and dad was a Formula 1 driver. He's, he's really struggling, isn't he? Yeah, I
0: remember, in, I remember interviewing Gerhard Berger, did a few Grand Prix down in Melbourne, and uh, he's an absolute legend. Yeah, Daniel Ricciardo, mm. um, and his $8 million Hollywood home, I suppose. There's, uh, there's not much missing, is there, apart from a couple of wins or a couple of top of the podiums for... Uh, The McLaren driver now horse racing. um, I won about eighty dollars last Saturday, and I was jumping around like um, you know I'd won lotto. What about this punter that backed a individual jockey, and he's turned himself
1: into a multi millionaire? What a great story for every punter out Mm. there! This is what can happen to you. Got a little bit
0: of Richard (laughs) Dreyfus and
1: let it ride, doesn't it? Yeah, please bet responsibly. But uh, he's a joiner. His name's Darren Yates. He's fifty five years of age, and he put um, I think it was one hundred and fourteen dollars. He Fact fact, uh, Frankie Dettori to win all seven races at Ascot. Um, that bet came in. He won $1,017,000, and then he turned that 1000000 into a little property empire and just sold it for 37000000 There you go, guys. You got 140 dollars this weekend. $37,000,000 could be yours in a couple of years' time. Yeah. <laughs> bet with your head not over it. <laughs> that, that, that is just
0: an extraordinary. Uh, it was it was his time to shine, wasn't it? Um But uh, $114 turned into that kind of story. That can happen, but it can go the other way, and it can go the other way in a pretty (laughs) drastic way. Um, Now, your war story today, as we wind the clock back, Andrew Simons, always uh, a different kind of cat, loved all the zinc over his face, loved going fishing, had a pretty uh, high-profile bust-up with his former good mate, Michael Clark. Tell me more about the great Simo. I always liked Andrew Simons. Went to Broncos training and tackled him.
1: Yeah, he's, he's a good man, Simo. He's a funny guy too. He's um, I won't say he's the sharpest tool in the shed, but uh, he's always good, good company. Um, it was at the Career Academy in 1994 and we had a boxing session with a then um, boxer, local boxer who fought for an Australian title. His name was Robert Crouch and we'd, we'd fight with him every week and he sat us down one day. Rod Marsh was our head coach and sat us down and basically said before his big fight, for two years he, gave, he abstained from sex, he didn't drink, he didn't eat any junk food and he went and had his fight two years and lost in the first 14 seconds. Goodness. And Rod Marsh said to him, You know, guys, what, what's your take on that? And Andrew Simon says, Just keep brooding and drinking, I suppose. <laughs> Goodness <laughs> gracious, man.
0: Most married blokes are preparing for a fight. Um, good to talk, Shane. We'll do it again tomorrow. Got you, Timmy. That's it for Afternoon Sport today. Make sure you hit follow or subscribe wherever you listen. A big thank you to our sponsors.
1: Yeah, wonderful sponsors in main haircare. That's M-A-N-E, mainehaircare.com.
0: And the man himself, our great producer, Dan McHugh, back tomorrow with your daily
1: dose of sport. We'll see you then, guys. Take care.